When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, welcome to the Nasty Woman Club podcast. In case you are new to the show, I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and today, as always, we are looking at the latest news stories in the world of intersectional feminism. I'm so glad to finally be back in your ears. Sorry, I had to take a little hiatus last week. I had to just reorganize some things with my old slash new Instagram page now that I finally have it back Thanks to all of you beautiful followers. The only reason I got it back from the scammers, the hackers, is because of all of you. So thank you again for that. But anyway, we are back on schedule Whoa, with the podcast. And as always, every week we bring on a guest to the show to talk about the latest news stories in the world of intersectional feminism. And this week on the show, I am so excited to introduce to you all the misinformation debunking queen, Lauren Lately. Now, you may know her as the woman that calls out all those fucking anti-vaxxers on Instagram, but today she has come onto the show to rant about some other important topics. Today on the show, we'll be talking about the groundbreaking new season of The Bachelorette and how this is a step in the right direction for the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. Plus, we had a very good old-fashioned rant about one of my favorite topics to rant about, MLMs. Yes, I could have spoken to her about MLMs for a whole podcast season. I'm very tempted to actually create a season just dedicated to MLMs because... Oh, I get very cranky when it comes to this topic, so just you wait till when we get to this topic of conversation about pyramid schemes, MLMs, and those bloody people that think they're experts because they took a one-hour Zoom class. Yes, cannot wait for you all to listen to that. But anyway, enough with my blabbering. Let's head on over to today's episode as we look at the news stories of this week and the topics in the world of intersectional feminism. All right, my beautiful humans, we have the lovely, fabulous, misinformation debunking queen, Lauren Lately on the podcast today. Hello, my dear. Hello, Demi. So glad to be back again. Yes, I am in desperate need of chatting to you about The Bachelorette. As soon as I put a call out and said, who wants to talk about this groundbreaking season? You're just like, yep, yep, I'm here. I want to yep, talk about mate. it. I want to talk about it. Yep. <laughs> All over it. Anytime. Yep. <laughs> what are you thinking of this season so far with the amazing Brooke Blurton, which already I like Brooke, if you're listening to this, I don't know if you are, if you're listening to this, honey, can I just be your friend? I just, she just seems like such a beautiful soul. I just want to be her friend. She's just fabulous. She just is so genuine and authentic mm. in the way that she comes across in a way that I haven't really seen from any of the other contestants or from any of the other kind of protagonists of the series she is the one that I have been most excited about like she has renewed my enthusiasm for the Battle of franchise to be honest uh yeah absolutely like I think I cried three times during the premiere episode and I've never done that like normally the premiere episode is when I get drunk with my partner and we just pretty much take a shot every time we see I don't know the bachelor walking the beach topless or someone saying journey like it's normally just it's normally just something you roll your eyes at you're just like ah, oh, yeah it's just a normal yeah. dating reality show but this just feels so different doesn't it it's usually so formulaic and it's got to the point where it's been really easy to kind of 
hit those beats because you know that they're coming it's like the product placements and the Mm. topless for no reason and you know the (laughs) the shots of them staring off into the distance with a voiceover pondering their future but this (laughs) was just so real and I got really emotional during it as well and I never get emotional during The Bachelor or Bachelorette because it's a bit of a laugh and Mm. I use it as a way to kind of deconstruct some toxic red flag relationship behaviors kind of when I talk about it on Instagram but this was just you know they treated her background and her trauma in such a gentle and appropriate way that it has shaped her but it doesn't define her and her culture being a central part of it the first time a welcome to country has ever been on Bachelorette like groundbreaking in so many ways and just like I've just got goosebumps talking about it again because it was just that first scene where she comes in has the welcome to country and she's welling up and we're all welling up it's just it was so beautiful and to have that discussion about representation and what this is going to mean for so many little First Nations kids, bisexuals, you know, people can see themselves represented in a way that they never have as like the main character in a love story like this. And that is just so beautiful. Yeah, it is just such a nice change. Because yeah, that is true. Because for many other seasons, it's always about cisgender white people and straight white people in particular like it's just it's never a conversation about queer people or indigenous people so it's just so nice to have that included and yes I've watched that clip of the welcome to country video so many times on Instagram because it's just it's just so beautiful I love it and I have to ask as well then so what were your thoughts then with the fact that there was men and women there were people of all genders at the bachelorette like what was your thoughts on that especially considering they're such different behaviors with how they interact with Brooke or how they for example start up conversations with her what was your thoughts on all that I loved it and it was so interesting the absolute stark difference between the way that the women treated it and were like, I'm going to go talk to her because I'm here for her. I'm going to go get what I want. The mm-hmm. men were standing awkward. Like, I just love the shot of them standing awkwardly by the yes. fire <laughs> in a group. And it's like these men and I'm going to assume that they're straight mm. based on their behaviors. Um, but they just stood there not knowing what to do, not knowing how to quote unquote compete with women for a woman like they don't know how to to do that and it was just so refreshing to see not only the women going and getting what they wanted but not being demonized for it and not being the bitch for doing it and Mm -hmm. not you know not following the girl code or the bro code or whatever that bullshit is although I do have I have noticed that they've already split into this you know team women and team men and that's a big ick for me like I do not like yes. that at all um but I I do feel like it's kind of the men driving that in a yeah. little bit of a way yeah I definitely do feel that as well like especially with the second episode like I definitely do feel like it's kind of like the men that have kind of like pushed that like the separation between the two genders like women aren't just there to you know be someone like I like wait let me rephrase this women aren't just people like, you know, like, oh, they're just a sexual partner. You can actually establish some friendships with these women. And we've also seen that in years and years with the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchises is that women, so many women's contestants, they make friends and the male contestants, they make friends with each other, but you can still make friends like with the opposite gender as well. Like, I just really hope they don't keep it so separated. Hopefully they merge a bitch. I think it's a really good opportunity to see really genuine friendships and how that can work between men and women without needing that sexual component there because Mm. there is this perception that men and women can't really be friends and there's always a sexual element there Um, but this is an opportunity to kind of see friendships exist when their kind of sexual energy in a way is focused on somebody else and they Mm. can just bond over being friends and I really do hope that we see that and I can kind of see um, you know, starts of that already, like with Taj helping Conrad with the pillows and zhuzhing up the yes, love scene. That, like, that was that beautiful. was so wholesome. I loved mm-hmm. it. And I just feel like there's a really 
nice undercurrent of respect so far with majority of the contestants. Like when um, Jamie Lee was watching Holly and Brooke together, she was like, you know, it's just in awe, like looking at this is what a couple should look like. And I'm like, that is just so pure that you are there for the right reasons and you are there for Brooke and for Brooke to be happy because you are happy about her seeing, like seeing her happy with somebody else. That Mm. is just so unheard of in the way that the show has been put together before. And I'm not saying that some of the previous contestants haven't felt that way, but it's never been shown to us because it's a choice in the way that it's portrayed and the way that it's edited, that they want to hype up this competition. But I feel like there is this level of respect and consent in a way in this season that we've never really seen before. And even, you know, Brooke hugging Holly and dancing with her during the photo shoot, like I'm comfortable if you're comfortable, like just that small level of like, respect and consent built in to the very foundation of it and that being foundational to who Brooke is as a person I think really comes across in this season in a way that I haven't seen it before yeah it is it is such a nice shift like obviously the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise do have a long way to go with many aspects but considering like with some certain scenes from several years ago like that they have gone so far like for example I'll always remember the disgusting scene on Angie Kent's season they were doing the photo shoot and that creepy bloody um politician guy was just being creepy on her and just making these inappropriate jokes and stuff like that like there was that and then of course we have with the honey badger season I I remember this really, really upset me and and made me very furious with The Bachelor. I remember with Honey Badger's season, they had like all these promotional ads about like that Brooke has this big, massive secret and will this um, tear their um, relationship apart with the Honey Badger? And it was literally just her telling him like, oh, I'm bisexual, by the way. Yeah, the way that that was handled was Mm -hmm. so poor. The way that they hyped that up and made it like it's something shameful, made it like it's a secret, made it like it's something that would make him not want to be with her when really her sexuality doesn't have anything to do with that. Like who she's been with in the past and who she might be with in the future has nothing to do with who she's with now. And the way that, yeah, they hyped it up to be this big deal made being queer a big deal in a negative way. And yeah, that's really hard to see when it's on primetime television and influencing the minds of so many, you know, teenagers might be watching this. They're going to think that's something I need to disclose in this big dramatic thing. And it's not, it's just who somebody is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is nice to see that we are getting a little bit of progress, but obviously at the same time though, there is still so much more. I would love to see inclusivity wise and representation wise on the bachelor and bachelorette. Like for example, give me some plus size people, give me some plus size people. And also as well, I was talking to one of my friends and she told me that something that always happens on the bachelor and bachelorette franchise. They'll have someone that is of Indian descent of Asian descent they have them there just so, you know, for a bit of diversity, but they never actually show enough scenes of them actually fucking talking. And when she brought this up with me, I was just like, holy shit, that actually does happen. And it's just with my privilege, I just don't see it. And then now I'm just like having flashbacks thinking, oh my God, it literally happens every season. They have someone, they have Asian representation, probably just like one person, a bit of tokenism there, but then they always get booted off early on. And they never show scenes of them talking. Like, yeah, it's just for like the group shots to mm-hmm. go, look, we had some diversity here, but yep. you never get any emotional development, no engagement with them. So the audience can't make a connection with them because they're not being given the option to form that connection. So there's not a lot of racial diversity. We've got no body size diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we have men and women, we have no um, non-binary people. We have no trans mm-hmm. people. Um, we have no disabled people that we are aware of. Nobody that has disclosed that. Um, so it's really hard to see, you know, we've come a long way, but yeah, we have so far to go. And I think some of the dates and the format of The Bachelor definitely um, 
lends itself to that pretty privilege because mm. you know it's all about how they look in the gowns it's about the photo shoot in the lingerie and the swimmers and you know the athletic activities and the group dates like it's all very active and all very designed to be for hot people but yes. <laughs> it's like People in bigger bodies can be hot too. Um, yes. <laughs> we're hot too. <laughs> and, the you know, women don't have to do the full-on dress and skimpy bikini thing to be considered attractive, but that is very much the image that's given to us here. Um, I have to say, I do like seeing Brooke in some suits. I'm, I'm here for that. Oh! I'm very here for that. The stylist behind Brooke's fashion this season, like, deserves a medal, deserves a hug, deserves all the awards, like, well done that absolutely. is absolutely that is the fashion I want to see on my screen yes, yes. that that like pastel yellow suit like mm-hmm. oh I love it love it yeah. love it love it so the final question then we have the most important question for bachelorette is my dear who are you rooting for who do you think is going to win our dear Brooks heart who do you think who are you going for oh it's so hard I'm I try not to get like too invested in like individuals because I'm like I don't want to be then sad if they leave but mm. I I kind of love the connection that she has with Jamie Lee but I don't think Jamie Lee is going to win but I really love seeing a friendship turn into something more like that is just and like a kiss that was framed not as a voyeuristic kiss but just a really beautiful kiss between women on screen is just here for it um like that like that moment when she was just like sorry I had to it was just like ah it was so sweet yeah just oh so beautiful yeah I gotta say I do like Holly I think Holly's got very like strong contender vibes um and I think she seems really lovely but you Mm -hmm. know we had a blonde marketing Holly last season who won so maybe it'll be a blonde marketing Holly from this season who wins oh don't ruin Holly for me no (laughs) no Oh no. I actually I know she hasn't gotten enough airtime, but I would actually like to see more of Taj and like see if like her and Brooke yes. connect a bit more because she just seems so chill and lovely and just yeah. very genuine, which is literally all of Brooke. But like then again, we haven't seen a lot of airtime of her and as we all know with the whole bachelor bachelorette thing like if you don't get a lot of airtime at the beginning if you don't get the quote unquote wifey edits, then you don't make it near to the finale, which sucks. Because I want to yeah. see them all. I want to see them all, especially the women. I just want to like see all just the conversation. The men, like, just get rid of the men, honestly. Like, just yeah. want to see Brooke with the women. To be honest, they yes. they have the best personalities. They have the mm-hmm. most going on. Like, very. It's a very um, apt description of kind of the dating scene. That like majority of the men are just like, mm, okay. Yeah, is being a man all you've got um, and then <laughs> the women are just these incredible complex beautiful humans and I'm just mm-hmm. like that is just dating in 2021 right there yeah, right? pretty much yeah <laughs> and, I, and honestly I barely even remember any of the male contestants the only two I remember is David and Conrad and it, I don't remember anyone else they they don't exist pretty much I don't remember them yeah, like no. They're very Ex- not memorable. That's no, the they're thing. not. It's just like, yeah, like, yeah, Brooke, get rid of all the men. Just keep the women. That's what I want. That's what I want on my TV. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So the other topic that I had to talk to you about on this week's episode is MLMs. And this is something I've been wanting to rant about for some time now. But as soon as I think it was, yeah, it was you, you found out that I had listened to the podcast, The Dream, which we'll get to in a moment. And as soon as you found that out, and then as soon as I found out you listened to it, I was just like, no, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about The Dream. We have to talk about MLMs, period schemes, and all that 
Oh my god, this could be like a whole series, honestly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just like, there's so much there to discuss. Yeah, okay. So, before we even get to the podcast, I need to know, I think every single person, and particularly women, has a story, a history with MLM's period schemes. What is your history with MLMs? Like, were you someone that ever was brainwashed by them? Or did you ever have a family member that was just very obsessive with pushing them onto you? So my parents actually did Amway, which is like the biggest pyramid scheme in the world. Like biggest MLM. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. so they did Amway back in the 80s and like early 90s when it was, I think, like early days in Australia. And I need to talk to them about it more because I'm like, I need to find out just what exactly their involvement was and, you know, if it was just the products or whether they were in the recruiting side as well. But I did actually have a, a date that I went on with somebody and he was being really sketchy about his work and like he was an electrician and then he started talking about like this um, mentoring stuff that he was doing and I'm like this seems a bit sus and so I kind of pressed a little bit more and he started describing network marketing and I was just like um Ooh. I'm like are, are you in a pyramid scheme and he was like no it's not a pyramid scheme pyramid schemes are illegal I'm like that's a that's a red flag if somebody has to say what I'm doing is not uh, not illegal. That's that's not a good start. Um, <laughs> but kind of pressed him a little bit more, and turns out he was in Amway, in like the new iteration oh. of Amway, which is all about like mentoring and network marketing. And I tried to explain to him that it's a pyramid scheme, and he's like, no, no, it's not. And so like, and he was like explaining how the tiered system works. I'm like, it's a pyramid. Like, how do you not see that? And uh, needless to say, there was no follow-up date. <laughs> oh, what a shame. <laughs> Such a shame. I'm sure you miss him so much. I'm sure you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great thing about bad dates is they make for great stories. They do, don't they? I wish I, wish I remembered that when I was younger because in my late teens, early 20s, I had so many bad dates but I've kind of just like pushed so many of them into the back of my head so I never ever remember them but I'm just like I should have wrote that shit down that could be a novel the amount of bad dates I went on (laughs) but yeah so it looks like you definitely have had your experience of MLMs and I'm guessing something else that many 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 women experience is they have the random Instagram or Facebook DM from some person from high school or some person that they even haven't spoken just a to. random. Yeah, even just a random as well. They'll just DM and it's always the same. It's just like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey honey, <laughs> hey, babes. It's just like, all right, we've never used that term it, it, no. at all with each other, but all right. And then she's just like, I have an amazing opportunity. It's always an opportunity. It's just yep. like, you're going to be amazing, amazing. And there's just so many emojis. What's with all the emojis? Yeah. It's this (laughs) toxic positivity, always chipper, always hyper, like in a good mood. But it's like, that's the brand that MLMs want to push is like, your life is amazing. You can be great. You can be happy all the time. You can have all this energy. You can be like, just like this person. It's like, I don't want that place. Like, no, thank you. But yeah, it's just every part of their existence as much as they say that it's just you know it's full-time pay for part-time work whatever or I barely have to work on my business it's like no you are on 24 7 because you are your brand and you are this overly chipper person all the time and can't let any negativity or any bad thing in because that will impact your brand and the way that you are trying to influence people and manipulate people into participating in your scheme mm-hmm, yeah and it's just like yeah if you look at it from like a far the far away perspective like it's literally about you trying to get your family and friends like your closest loved ones trying to get them to spend hundreds if not many times thousands of dollars to get into this like bubble and like once you're stuck in the bubble you can't get out of it because you have to spend all this money to get out of the bubble yeah, it's... I have so many questions about like the the way that people are unable to leave. Like mm. that is a very big cult level red flag. Yes. Like if it's not clear when you're going in, 
what the requirement is, what the commitment is. Like they they obfuscate a lot with the the cost of it and what you need to do to progress. And there's no clear exit strategy. It's like trying to get out of a gym. I swear to God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like they'll just yes. <laughs> keep taking your money forever and there's no clear way out. And for the people that do progress up the line and then decide that they want to get out, what happens to all of the people in the downline underneath them? Like, what happens then? Like, it's just completely unsustainable to take one piece out without everything falling over. So they're going to do everything they can to encourage people to stay in and continue investing. And it's that real girl boss meritocracy attitude where it's like it works if you work hard enough and if you're not succeeding it's because you didn't work hard enough you just need to work a bit harder you just need to put a little bit more effort in you just need to talk to a few more people recruit a few more people just buy the products this month and then you'll make it up next month and it's like that is how people get into debt because they're convinced that they're not working hard enough when the people who are above them who they've come to see as a you know, a mentor type relationship but those people are making money from them like that's not an authentic relationship at all no. <laughs> like I have a great mentor relationship with my manager at work but she doesn't make money based on how much money I make mm-hmm. she's actually interested in investing me investing in me and investing in my development and my career not for her but for me and MLMs just don't have that it's a very inauthentic capitalist-based, toxically positive environment. Absolutely. 100% agree on that. Like, I think I'm, I, so I've definitely had many, many experiences of MLMs. Like, I myself haven't been brainwashed into MLMs, but I've definitely been surrounded by people that have been very into the whole MLMs. Like, I've had people from high school that I've never spoken to in my entire life all of a sudden messaging me being like, oh, I just started this new protein powder. Do you want to start this new protein powder? And it's, it's always seems to be protein powder or makeup. That's, that's the ones that I seem to always get. It's just like, are you trying to say I don't wear enough makeup or I need to lose weight? Fuck off. <laughs> it's always those words. It's just like, we're the Tupperware people. I might want Tupperware, you know, but um, I remember the worst experience I've actually had with someone from MLM. And I think this definitely just shows how much the toxicity of pyramid schemes can really affect people and make them toxic AF as well. So there was this woman, I won't say what brand or company she was from because I don't have a lot of nice things to say about her and her brand, just in case. But uh, let's just say, so it was a skincare brand, a very well-known MLM skincare brand. And she would not stop harassing me and my mom. So much so, she would Facebook message us, she would email me, and I'm talking like several times a week, Facebook message and email us. And she would also turn up at our door random times throughout the day. She would turn up and be like, oh, I got some samples. Have you tried these samples yet? You got to try them or make sure you try them. And then make sure you like, you know, go through me to order some. And if you want to join, we can also help other people use them as well. Like she was relentless less she was so relentless and i knew something i think i think the point that really really turned me off the worst the is would have to be when so i used to have really bad acne like my skin was something i was very self-conscious of i used to have just really red face really bad pimples and i was contemplating about going to a dermatologist and going on baracutine and Obviously, like it did help a lot, which is great. There was some side effects, but it did help all in all. But somehow I ended up having this conversation with her that I was looking at going to a dermatologist, you know, a fucking skin expert, someone that's actually studied, has experience in skin expertise. And she was like, don't you dare go to a dermatologist. Don't you dare go on Rakuten. Don't you dare. You have to try these products. You have to try this cream. Rakuten, no, don't do this. Don't do that. It's just like you're what oh my goodness it actually nope. got to yeah like got to a point that you're actually recommending me not to go to my gp and then to a dermatologist and instead use your fucking 50 face cream like is that how much you really want me to get your product and then sell your products with you like that was that was disappointing oh my goodness um 
and the way that they push themselves as experts when Mm. they have no expertise whatsoever they'll you know say use this shake use this cream you know use this it'll change your life there's an essential oil for everything (laughs) oh Um, my god yes (laughs) essential um, essential oils i think they are becoming the new mlm right now it's essential oils they are huge and Mm. yeah the way that people will actively discourage you from seeking help elsewhere and that goes for people inside the MLM too like they have this attitude where you shouldn't talk to people who are going to speak negatively about the MLM you can't be around those people because their energy will bring you down you know only talk to people in a positive way about the the brand and a lot of them even don't use the brand name when they talk about things on Instagram because they're trying to like not make it clear that they're in an MLM it's like hun we know from your caption it's an MLM Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they will put themselves out there as these experts when they've never been trained in anything except for like a one hour zoom session on how to sell their products and (laughs) they're acting like they're prescribing them to people (laughs) to make their lives better it's like no I'm gonna trust the qualified professional thank you very much (laughs) yes and I'm gonna throw some shade there are some people I know and also in the past as well that I know that when it comes to makeup and they're trying to sell makeup, they'll do like these demonstration videos. They'll do like these photos and stuff like that. They can't do makeup. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to throw some shade. You can't do makeup. Like, like Watch a YouTube uh, video. Like, There's loads. Yes. Watch a YouTube video. Like you look at some of the YouTubers and like, you know, there's people that have been doing makeup for years like makeup is an art like you know mm-hmm. i've seen your fucking makeup you can do your eyeshadow that many times i've looked at your eyeshadow and been like how the hell does she do that without making it like go like this and it's like <laughs> like you know what i mean like there's just some people and they just like it's like oh sweetheart it's just honey it's just like a blob on their eye and it's just honey no you're trying to sell makeup but you actually don't know how to do makeup like actually do you have years of practice do you have years of training are you actually passionate about makeup in general like no they're just passionate about making money off their friends and family (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yes (laughs) that needs to be in their resume yep in what world is like essentially being a professional scammer like an ideal career path like I don't understand Yes, who actually aims for that? Yes. (laughs) Oh, it's just the desperation is honestly just so sad. Like I, I used to work at a vet and I used to be a receptionist, and there was a um a veterinary nurse that used to work there with me, and she was I forget the brand, but it was like these sort of candles and soy waxes MLM, and she would cover the entire veterinary office with all these fucking candles, these, what's the stick things that stick in the oil thing? I don't oh, like know. The diffuser? Diffuser, that's what it is. Yeah, she would have it all throughout the veterinary office and in the back room. So, like, patients would complain about it and be like, "This, this is this actually good for my dog? And she'd be like, oh, my God, yes, it's so good for your dog. You should get it. It's just like, okay, so you're trying to sell MLM products while we're at a vet trying to wow. care for cats and dogs. What are you doing, honey? Wow like oh my goodness i know veterinary nurses don't get enough money but i think there's i think there's a line that you're crossing there i think there's a line Mm. yeah a little bit a little bit yes 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 (laughs) and i have to ask as well has there ever been any points with like family members and friends that you felt like you can't talk to them or you felt like your friendships or relationships with them have faltered because of their obsession with mlms and essentially scamming people Thankfully, I haven't had too much of it. I have had like some friends that have like newly gotten into an MLM of various varieties and like will try and push it. And I'm just like, oh, I'll do like your online party thing and then I'm Mm. I'm good. Thank you. Um, But yeah, thankfully, I haven't lost any like family or friends down that rabbit hole. I think like, you know, people can have somewhat a good experience with MLMs when they're using it as a community building like they want people around them who have similar values or who want the same kinds of things like a lot of the essential oil MLMs that's you know people who are wanting 
natural living, whatever that means. Um, and so they kind of find people with similar alignments to them. And some people just want to buy the products and use it as like the wholesale kind of thing is the what they use to get you in. But it's when it becomes like all consuming and they're the only people you talk to and it's your whole life and you're trying to build a business out of something that is not meant to be a business it's not a business model like it's not it's not set up to create small business like that's just not how that works mm. it's set up to fund the top you know 0.1 percent and make them millionaires that is what the business is set up for it's not a business set up to sell products it's not a business that's set up to make you know small entrepreneur entrepreneurs and small business owners it's a business that's set up to funnel money right up to the top that's yeah. all it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to say, with your mention about small businesses, that's what that's my number one thing that I hate when they say like, oh, I'm a small business. It's like, you're not a small business. You yeah. have all these people above you. And it just, I just feel like it really isn't, it's just not nice to people that actually do have small businesses, to people that actually have to start from ground zero of marketing it, of creating a product or a service that people actually want. Like, legit small businesses that's the real deal you're not a small business you're just someone at the bottom of the food chain just trying to make more money for the millions like you said yeah. you're, you're uh, a distributor you're not a, you're not a small yes. business owner you're a distributor you exactly. have no control over the product over mm-hmm. the price point over yep. your stock levels like you have no control over how you talk about it the things that you can say when you're able to get like you have no control over any of the stuff that a genuine small business does so yeah you're just a distributor you're basically like a warehouse you're a middleman <laughs> yes <laughs> pretty much yeah so before we finish the segment i think we have to mention we have to mention the podcast that has enraged me all over again and has made me feel like i can be enraged about mlm's period schemes because before the podcast i used to think like oh yeah this is just something that's just in life you know there's people there's family there's friends that do mlm's whatever but no the dream by the fabulous Jane Marie is just, I don't know where I've been without this podcast. It is so good. It is so well made. And I love the personal aspect of it. It's her exploring the, the drive and connection that people have to it from her growing up in her town Mm -hmm. and why this, why people fall into this kind of thing and it is some of those things that we've talked about with the community or the products and that kind yeah. of thing but it's also some people see it as a way out of a bad situation but then mm-hmm. it gets them into a worse situation a lot of the time um, and you know it's people who are cut out of the dignified labor market who aren't able to more easily get jobs and you know that there's a very strong overlap in America in particular of um christianity and mlms because it is that very like service mentality it is very much you know women's places in the home so you mm-hmm. stay home and earn a little bit of money with your hobby but it actually ends up costing money and people end up trapped in this cycle um and it was really interesting hearing the types of manipulations but also the types of things that people tell themselves to make themselves feel okay with what they're doing and being stuck in this MLM cycle. I thought that was just such an interesting way to look at it because we can just look at it from a surface level about MLMs and have a rant about it kind of thing. But it was just so great that she actually used her personal stories with it and actually spoke to people that were invested in MLMs, not just today, but like decades ago, because we need to realize that because I forget this often that MLMs have been around for decades. Like it's been, they've been around for decades and they just, they just continue to grow and grow and grow all these brands. And, and I especially love how she got someone to actually invest in an MLM, not invest, but like become part of it. I was just like, yes, this is what I want. (laughs) Like to have the balls to do that and actually mention the name and all the details. I was just yeah. like, you just are here for it. Yeah. Genius. Absolute genius. So anyone listening to this that hasn't listened to the dream, do it right now. I'm about halfway through. It's amazing. And I cannot wait for so season two. Good. 
Yeah, so it's all about wellness. So it is so good. So, you know, you've got your essential oils, your crystals, your natural healing, all of that kind of thing. All of the things that I love to rant about as well. Yes. Um, so that's all in there. And if you haven't watched Lula Rich on Oh, that's Amazon on the list. Prime, yes. So good. So that's about the MLM Lula Row. And it's one of the few MLMs that has actually been kind of held to account by a state and been found to be a pyramid scheme in the state of Washington. So it's absolutely fascinating looking at it. And the fact that the owners are in that documentary and it's like did you think this was a good idea <laughs> oh i'm watching it tonight i'm watching yeah. it tonight yep i'm watching totally it tonight four, only four episodes i watched the entire thing in one sitting because i was obsessed it is so good yeah you'll you will love it this mother's day treat mom to healthy glowing skin with osea's limited edition skincare sets osea has been making clean seaweed infused products for nearly 30 years Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Okay, my dear, even though we've been struggling to try and find our lowlights highlights of the week because there's literally nothing going on right now, What have you got for me? Tell me first. Let's first off, low light. What's your been your low light? My low light. It's also kind of my highlight, but mm-hmm. my low light. Um, so my daughter <laughs> cheating. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter went back to school uh, yesterday after for the first time after lockdown. So I'm in Very exciting. I'm in Canberra, so we were in lockdown for two months, which I know is like nothing compared to Melbourne. But uh, that's yeah. still a lot. That is still a lot. Oh my god! It was, uh, it was, it was a time, and so obviously, like, I'm a little bit nervous about her going back to school. She's six, um, and you know, kids can't be vaccinated yet. Although, fingers crossed for like late this year, early next year, for five to eleven year olds to be able to be vaccinated hanging out for that um so very excited for her to go back to school and super happy that she's seeing her friends again and that I can work uninterrupted during the day without having to homeschool at the same time but uh yeah just like a little bit of that residual nervousness kind of coming out of lockdown we came out of lockdown like a week and a half ago and I still haven't been anywhere because I've just got that reopening anxiety um so yeah I think that that's kind of where I'm at right now (laughs) All right. Low lights, highlights for me. Okay. I have, I have two small highlights. I've just come up with them now. All right. My first part one highlight is Blake Lively knows I exist. Yay. That, that, that made my week. I can't believe I almost forgot that. So I posted the story about the toxicity of paparazzi culture because it is fucking toxic. It's like literally grown ass men stalking primarily women and children because it's mostly women that enjoy gossip and what do you love to gossip mostly about women and their children that's a whole other issue there and (laughs) so yeah i did a whole piece about um the toxicity of paparazzi culture and how blake celebrities like blake lively have to continually ask paparazzi please don't take photos you complete stranger of my child like the most simplest request and she liked my post and she liked four comments underneath my post. And that just made my day that she knows that I exist. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. That she made me is very like, happy. I respect the hell out of her and the way that she wants to protect the privacy of her children. Mm-hmm. People who just let their kids be in the public eye or try and make money off them is like a, not a vibe for me. So I'm very here for her fiercely mama bear protecting her 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 kids and their privacy like love that oh we could do a whole segment on this because i know you're very very passionate about that as as you yourself as a mother and i really do respect how much you don't try and profit off your child unlike some people on instagram which is nice to see for (laughs) once we could do a whole segment on this because that in, I know oh gosh, I, yes. I know I'm not a mom and I don't ever plan on having kids, but like it does enrage me that there's just so many people out there that just they share fucking photos of their kid 
potty training or even just a kid having a meltdown it's just like um would you like that if you your photos and most vulnerable moments were just broadcasted to the world just so you seemed you know like like one of us or just seemed genuine or just like an everyday mom that lives in a two million dollar house <laughs> i have so many thoughts about that and just like yeah the way that kids are so often viewed as an extension of the parent and yes. a prop in their life but let's put we'll park that I mean, maybe we'll come to that another I, I think time. you need to come back on here so we could talk about that because <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on that yes <laughs> what's your other highlight oh wait my other highlight it's you can probably see it I've begun I began getting Christmas decorations because oh I just had I just had it in my thought like you know oh it's gonna be so busy around December time like you know I have to I just have to get Christmas decorations that Absolutely. was me. yeah so the theme is like some turquoise and silver so I've already started my Christmas corner and it's also very exciting because before this year my partner and I we've always just lived in like teeny tiny little apartments and we now have a fucking house we can actually have room for a tree that's actually our size not the size of just like a computer <laughs> so i'm very excited and we're going to be hosting christmas this year at our place so oh, I'm, I'm amazing i'm getting into it i'm getting into it in the christmas spirit yeah, yeah i'm getting I'm, into I'm the hanging, christmas spirit i'm hanging out for for putting the tree up my daughter started asking me about two months ago to put the tree up so oh i like that energy yes yeah. probably <laughs> halfway through november i think i i tend to get I, I'm I'm a mid-November Christmas person. I'm like, I should be able to enjoy my Christmas decorations for longer than like three weeks. So yeah, yeah it's going to happen soon. <laughs> Agree. I used to be an advocate for like, no, you have to put your Christmas tree up the first weekend of December. But as an adult now, I'm just like, no, I want to experience that joy longer. And also, because you're going to take a tree down like just after New Year's, so it's not even up that long. So you you want it up as long as possible because that shit's expensive. I want to make the most of my money, especially Absolutely. like with the tree decorations, lights. Oh, I'm just so excited for it all. This is like, just let me enjoy my Christmas joy a yes. little bit longer, please. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, just let me be happy after the two years that we've had. <laughs> yes, I I really want to put it up now. Honestly, like I'm very tempted. Maybe I should just do it like yeah. early November. Just be like, yeah. It. We I'm need like a, a 2020 slash 2021 Christmas decoration that's just like yes. a bin on fire. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. That is definitely, yeah, we need like, that. Thank God we survived. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We survived 2021. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so my low light, what's, what's been my low light? Okay. You know, this is, I live in Queensland. So and I'm already experiencing summer and I hate it. Now, I'm one of those people, I become the most moodiest, angriest people when there is any sort of heat or anything like that at all. And I'm already experiencing it and I'm just, I get so cranky, but it's just hot all the time. So like, I have to like schedule out my day so I don't get outside between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. because I just I just can't handle heat. I it's sweat hard. so much. And I Me thought too. and I thought Me for too. sure yeah. chopping off all my hair that would do the trick. Be like cool, so awesome. Much. No, no, it's not so much. I sweat oh. everywhere. It's I horrible. Hate being hot as well. Like as soon as it's over like 23 degrees, I'm like I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a happy person. And I live in Canberra, so at least I get like cold during the year, but like it's coming into summer here now and Canberra gets really, really hot. Like, at least it's a dry heat. I hate humidity, but mm. it's, I like. I feel like I need to get changed like three times a day. Oh my god! I feel yes. like I'm like sweating through my. It's so so disgusting. Like, but also so natural. Like, why is it gross for women to sweat? Thank you. Yes, apparently it's like this big gross thing, and it's just like, all right, we already shave our armpits. You already pushed us to do that, and now we still sweat, and it's just like. Leave us alone. It's natural. It's, leave us I alone. It's natural. It. And because like, <laughs> and because my antidepressants are also like, so I'm on one that has adrenaline in it as well. So mm -hmm. like, I have that as well. I'm just like, it's oh, not my yeah. fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault that I sweat. Yes. It's just normal, and people just need to suck it up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. And the worst thing as well, when you sweat so much, as you said, you go through so many clothes, the laundry. Oh my yes. God. Not At least it dries outside quickly. 
yes that's the one benefit it dries really quickly oh yes that definitely that that is so true at my last place i didn't have a clothesline i just had a dryer so and because i live in a tiny little apartment so i used to stop so much power here (laughs) i have the biggest clothesline it is just oh i love it like i think like that was like the most excited thing i was excited about when i got this house i was just like oh my god there's a clothesline i can hang (laughs) out my stuff but then of course this week there are storms and it's just like i have all my I've got like a proper like old-fashioned hills hoist in my backyard. <gasps> it makes me really happy. <laughs> oh, I love. Yes. I see. Yeah. Yeah. When I can afford to buy a house, that is what I'm getting. I love that shit because it's just it's just so nice. You can just stand there and just push it back and forth and, and you're good. It's just like iconic Australian thing, uh, hills hoist uh-huh. in the backyard. Australian yeah. invention. Like fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. Exci- it, the things that we get excited about as adults, Christmas trees and clotheslines. <laughs> <laughs> well don't even get me started then on like the little um trolleys that you use for like the clothesline i'm in desperate need of one of them like you know little trolleys to put the basket on yeah, it's i need way one down to the ground it's a little bending over it is isn't it yeah that's for sure yep <laughs> <laughs> well before we get too distracted by clotheslines and christmas trees i definitely think we should end it here my dear we at least we at least were able to find our highlights lowlights of the week so that's yes. a success <laughs> But thank you so, so much for coming on to today's podcast episode. I think I need to have you on again to talk about mums that use their kids for profits. I yes, think I need to think. Yeah, I think that needs to definitely be something because I have a lot, a lot of thoughts on that. That's for sure. <laughs> thank you so much, Demi. This was awesome. I love chatting with you again. Yes, thank you so much. that is it for today's episode of the nasty woman club podcast thank you everyone so much if you're not following the fabulous misinformation debunking queen lauren lately make sure you do so immediately head on over to instagram and type in lauren.lately and give her a follow and check out the incredible work she does in calling out anti-vaxxers and the misinformation they spread on the platform now, if you do enjoy the Nasty Woman Club podcast platform, you just want to show us a bit of appreciation. I know I say this every week, but please feel free to give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to the podcast. Recommend this podcast to someone. And if you're feeling extra kind, please post on your Instagram stories and share with us where you're listening to the Nasty Woman Club podcast. Don't forget to tag us at the Nasty Woman Club. Thank you again for listening to today's show. I'm your host, Demi Lynch. Stay nasty, everyone. We at the Nasty Woman Club pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded.